Welcome to the Hog Call Podcast. This is Chad. And this is Tim. Be sure to subscribe to the Hog Call on your favorite podcast directory, iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, wherever you'd like. We're on them all. Listen to the Hog Call live at iPatio.com. The only live, real-time, uncut, uncensored, Razorback podcast created by fans for fans. Friend us on Facebook at Hog Call Podcast or follow us on Twitter at Hog Call Podcast. Chad runs the Facebook page and Tim runs the Twitter page. Support the Hog Call Podcast by helping us spread the word. Give us a five-star rating and leave a comment, even if it's just go hog. This will go a long way to allowing other Razorback fans to find the podcast more easily. If you'd like to throw a tip our way, you can support us financially at our Patreon page. Even $1 will go a long way in updating our equipment or providing server space to store our episodes. We're counting on fan support. Do you have something Hog Call Nation needs to hear? Call and leave a voicemail at 812-850-0110 or send an email to hogcallpodcast at gmail.com. What's well, good to get that mess out of the way. How's it going, Jim? Oh, pretty good, yeah. Uh needs to be said, though. Uh, Hogs got another victory in the win column. I know you'd pick Tulsa to win, so uh, you might need to pick Vanderbilt again this week to fire us up for another one. Yeah, absolutely. You know why uh, I picked this to, uh, <clears throat> you know, I picked Tulsa to win. And, you know, it was just, I just, I wasn't sure that we could close it out. And, you know, getting that uh, W the way we did with the shutout really helped me to feel better about, you know, where our defense is. Um, but, again, I mean, goodness, it's Tulsa, you know. So, like, I want to come out here and be all raw, raw, you know, yay, yay, and all that stuff. But, I mean, really, it is Tulsa. Oh, that's true, but we got – Kind of a lot of grievances out last week, so uh, not going to spend too much time on thinking. You know, we're a top ten team now, but I'll say I won't take it for granted after the last seven years of losing to North Texas and uh, losing in a row and Toledo and the like. So I'll take it. Shutout was nice too, but ready to get an SEC win. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you know the reason that it was just disappointing for me. Um, that, you know, it was just a Tulsa game is is because of, you know, where their program is at. You know, if they had a few wins, so on and so forth, it would be different. But, you know, it's just that they're a struggling program, we're a struggling program, and it's a, it should be a win any time you play Tulsa. There shouldn't be a, uh air of we might not win this. And there was. And, you know, that that's just concerning. Now, I'm glad we got the win. I'm happy the Hogs got the win. I mean, I don't know what it tells us. I don't know if it gives us something to look forward to, just simply because Tulsa's such a poor program this year. So that that that's I guess that's I think that's the part that really, you know, frustrates me is is that. And then, you know, we get we go and we, we play uh Bandy. And the thing we can pull out a win, Vandy, again, that makes me feel a little better because now we got an SEC, which I think counts a little bit more. And we're both, both Vandy and Arkansas, we're both going to be struggling for our first 
um, SEC win. So, you know, what what do you think there? Am I off track? Am I just being too harsh? What, what's going on? No, I mean, that's, that's your opinion, I guess, because I went to the game and was able to go, and I had a great time. That was a good amount of family, and we had a good time, so I guess I got more of a positive view on it. But I'm not really going to – it's not one I'll remember for the ages uh, as far as us being Tulsa. But, yeah, man, they're not the best program, but what are we going to do? Yeah, absolutely, and we got to win, you know, and that's the important thing. And we got a shutout, which I think, you know, that really made me feel like, all right, you know, Chavis and, and, and team went in there, and they really got – I mean, Vandy had some short-yarded situations, and we're lucky they didn't convert on those short-yarded situations and score. So it was really a testament to our defense that they could keep them out of the end zone in those in those situations. Oh, yeah. It was definitely, I mean, uh, their quarterback is terrible. So, I love that the Tulsa, they should have just kept running the ball. I don't know why they ever even even passed the ball. I mean, I think mm-hmm. you got to try to balance a little bit. But I loved it every time they dropped back to pass because our, our uh, D-line was uh, coming after them. I think finished with about six sacks. The game had a couple themselves. So. Yeah. Um, you know, and then that, that was, you know, that's – I, mean, I think that's really a positive. I think, you know, the slow start to the game, I felt like it was a really slow start. I felt like uh, the first couple quarters we could have done better, you know, moving the ball down the field, and, and we could have took more control over the game a little bit faster. I think I would have felt better about the game. It's just something about it, watching it on TV and then even watching it the second time, just felt like we were really having a hard time getting going at the beginning of the game. Oh, yeah. I mean, we didn't score a, a touchdown until a couple minutes left in the uh, first half, so it was 3-0 for a long time there. I think maybe the second half, but or from that point on, after getting that touchdown, it was good to see Nolan get his first career touchdown mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, drive the ball, move the ball uh, down the field, and then uh, – Next next half was kind of more of the same touchdown and uh, Lampert hits three out of three. He's become just uh, automatic three points every time. Knock on some wood, but uh, been good to see. But yeah, I mean twenty three nothing. I would have been nice to see you know forty or fifty to nothing, but a shutout was good though. That's that's my main. Oh yeah, absolutely. Main takeaway: good shutout. It was nice to see Connor Nolan get in there and get some get some reps. Um, you know, you got you got uh, the Clemson kid who uh, Kelly Bryant, who's looking like you know he he might be coming. He was at the game. You know, they put him on. You know, he was on the TV and everything. You know, I've been reading on social media about some of the fans who are upset that he had his hat on sideways and this, that, and the other. Kind of his demeanor at the game. Kind of they did the hog call, and I remember he was doing the hog call, and he was, you know, about um, three fourths of the way through, and he just kind of stopped and like shook his head no and quit doing the hog call. I was like, I don't know, I just that didn't feel, I don't know, as a fan, I felt like I was just like, what, why, you know, why, why? It's kind of disrespectful or something to me. Oh yeah, well I saw him, I saw him do the hog call a couple more times actually, so I don't know what that one time they showed it on, but. So you're saying you saw it live and he was doing the hog call over and over? So 
guys, uh, my brother and I sit next to you. I told them, oh, they're seen. I just going to keep up. But, yeah, no, he, he started to get into it. He was up there clapping and stuff and taking a lot of pictures with uh, kids and stuff and talking to everybody and really trying to fire up. He did do terrible hot calls. That was good. It seemed like he had a good time. Yeah, excellent. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad it wasn't, you know, because when the way it showed it on TV there, like I said, he's about three-fourths of the way through the hog call, and he, like, stopped and shook his head no. And, and I was like, what's that about? You know, it just didn't seem, uh, I don't know, it just didn't seem right. And then, you know, of course, you got everybody, oh, he's wearing his hat sideways. You know, they're taking offense to that. Like, do we really want to bring in a quarterback that's going to wear their hat sideways and have that demeanor? And, you know, like, you know, he's a kid. You know, let him be a kid. He's having fun. It's the time of his life. You know, he's going to going to different schools to to decide where he wants to go play. He's playing a game for, you know, for uh, not only for fun, but for his career and his future. And I think, you know, it's okay for him to have some fun with that. Yeah, it's like a second recruiting, uh, you know, being in high school when they get to take trips, so and he's working on him. He's, he's he's taking classes and he's about to get his masters from the the, the next school he he attends. So he you know, mm-hmm. it's good. I mean, it's having fun. I mean, that's just, I mean, wouldn't I mean I do it in the same situation. It's like hey, you might as well be relaxed and stuff. And um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. And like like I said, I just don't think that is something that you know. I would be like, hey, this is, you know, this is a do or die thing. Like, I don't, I just, like I said, I think he was just there. I think he was just trying to have fun. You know, they pulled up the red carpet. Everybody's cheering for him, and all the fans seem to be really supporting him being there and everything. So, if he comes in next year, do you think he is going to be the savior? I don't know. I mean, I guess I didn't watch enough Clemson games with him, but, I mean, that's, they really did roll off the red carpet and make sure uh, he he was, uh, I guess, Morris made it clear that he was a priority, but I don't know. It's not like he's, he's not Deshaun Watson uh, from Clemson, you know, coming in his senior year. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I mean, I'd like to have him now quarterback, but, uh, but I'm not, I'm not going to be just crazy upset if he doesn't come to us. I just don't want him to go to another SEC school like Missouri and tear it up, you know. One thing it goes to Missouri and then just average, it's fine. But <laughs> I'll gladly take him. You know, it'd be cool. Uh, nothing wrong with some quarterback competition as long as they figure out who the start quarterback is before the fifth game, like this year. But oh, uh, my heart's yeah, going to be broke if he doesn't, if he goes somewhere else. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you. I don't think that, uh, you know, that it's definitely not a do or die. You know, situation mm-hmm. totally that we're agree. with him. In my opinion, I know a lot of people will feel like you know, if we get him, he's going to uh, going to make a big you know splash and impact, and it's going to be you know a totally different team with him and, and so on and so forth. But I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but I'm just like I don't know if that is necessarily going to be the case. I just feel like there's some overly optimistic thinking going on. Uh, with Bryant, and uh, you know, uh, like I'd like to see him come in and do well if he comes in. But at the same time, you know, it's really hard because it's a slap in the face to Ty Story and 
You know, man, I'm hoping Ty Story finishes up the year strong. I hope we go in and we beat Vanderbilt and we're on a roll when we go play LSU, you know. And, man, I think yeah, we, yeah. got a chance, we got a chance to get an upset there. I'll always say that. And I've said it all year long. No matter how bad um, Arkansas is, I think there's always a chance for an upset when it comes to um, playing uh, LSU. Oh, yeah, especially at home. I mean, not in the rock anymore, but uh, we've, we've had some success here in Bay of the been playing good so uh, against them. Yeah, uh, I'd like to get on a roll. Uh, so what would it? What was the Connor Nolan threw for? Was it like what one twenty four something like that? Or yeah, uh, Nolan. Well, he was ten out of sixteen, hundred twenty four yards, had the touchdown. Uh, had that one interception the first drive of the game, and it's kind of like I don't know where we in for it. He did really well after that, mm-hmm. uh, and then Cole Kelly had had one pass completed. Um, Chad, from that, uh, he threw one uh, in the end zone for O'Grady. I thought it was a touchdown, but I guess the ball hit the ground. Or... Yeah, I saw that. Is that a good film. call? Yeah, I saw that on film. I felt like it was a good call. I felt like the ball was was on the ground. Um, it, it was hard to, to see because of the angle of the camera and everything, And uh, but it just looked like – it just looked like from – by perspective, like you had to go with the call on the field, you couldn't. Oh, yeah, you sure. couldn't overturn it by looking at it. And once they called that, you, you had to go with it. So, yeah, I don't know what side of the field you're sitting on. If you had a better angle on it, why? No, it was opposite. It was opposite. Yeah, that's so, why I was wondering. Then he rolled over on the other side, so yeah, there was no good angle for, from the yeah, side no, ball. Wasn't, so it wasn't a good but, angle on it at all. And I was just like, all right, let's you know, let's see. Uh, Let's see if, if we get this, you know, this good angle that shows an awesome catch. And there wasn't. And you know, you got to go with the, you got to go with the call on the field whenever that's the case. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, and then our running game, uh, Boyd had he had 99 yards on 22 carries until how long did he play, Chad? Uh, did he come out the second quarter? Uh, I think it was late in the second quarter is when he. So came. pretty much got to play a half. He was, he was mm-hmm. on pace for about 40 carries. Yeah, he seems like he can be good at the 100 yards in the first half uh, most games, but he don't seem to be able to be stay healthy in the second. And that's concerning, you know. Yeah, it is. Uh, he's been Ole Miss. I think we would have uh, uh, pulled out. I think Ole Miss would have kept scoring on us. But, you know, maybe we could have had another touchdown with him in or kept the ball a little longer if he was playing that game. And this game, he was running hard, averaging five yards of carry, just and I mean, they were going to him. He's obviously the the front front runner back. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, twenty two carries in the first half, and uh, he's got to play in four quarters. I mean, I mean, he'd, he'd have a couple two hundred yard games if he if he does, and really need him the whole game. Uh, now that we got four straight SEC games to finish the year. Yeah, absolutely, and you know. It, just think about it. If he's running for 100 yards in the first half, I mean, he should be able to run for 75, 50, mm-hmm. 50 to 75 in the second. So yeah. let's, let's, let's get, you know, let's get, him, let's get him running in the second half, you know. And, you know, I'd like to see him get a little bit of rest. But goodness, he feels like he's the only running back we got sometimes, even though we got a whole staple of them. Yeah, the thing is, I know it's kind of getting out of the He has, he, he wasn't exactly getting. You know, 20 carries the first couple games of the year. Um, uh-huh. But 
had a uh, uh, Hayden he had forty three yards and nine carries. Um, oh, Kelly that's had nice. 20, Yeah, he averaged uh, four point eight yards carry. Uh, he looked like he ran a little better. He knew he was going to be relied on more than he uh, ran. All right, okay. it was good to see. Um, Malik Williams, the I guess the third string with Whaley out uh, at nine carries for twenty three yards and the touchdown. He's a pretty good goal line back with Boyd out. Yeah. That's not bad at all. And Cole Kelly had 27 yards and Noah had 20, so after a 196 uh, rushing yards total. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so that's that's not bad at all. And and, and what was the breakdown scoring-wise per quarter? How did that how did that wind up looking? So, uh, Let's see, so we were tied after the first. Um uh-huh. quarter to lead ten nothing at halftime. We scored ten in the third to be up twenty nothing and that uh lone field goal in the fourth. Uh for just three points in the fourth quarter. But twenty three well, you know, but that Lampert those Lampert field goals feel so good because we've had some struggles there. And it's yeah, I mean, you see the consistency. Well you're going down there, um you obviously, I mean, he did the same thing against Ole Miss. You obviously addressed the score of touchdowns, but you're coming away with the points. I mean, if you're going down there about every time, you know, or the the frequency of uh, of a drive resulting in points, and he's just just put them in there. I mean, that's, that's mm-hmm. big. Oh, I agree. So it's a big deal. So, um, do you think our special teams are making making big strides? I do. I thought our Special teams have made big strides, and that they have probably been the most improved. And I think that's great coming into this last stretch of football where we have some games that are more winnable. Oh, absolutely. I mean, especially how bad it was against North Texas and Auburn um, earlier. I mean, we haven't given up a touchdown, and uh, I guess that opening A and M, but that was it since then. I mean, uh, teams haven't. Uh, and then Limpert's hit about 12 field goals in a row, or 12 or so field goals in a row without missing. Uh, mm-hmm. Bauer, the punter, he's been he's been more consistent. Um, they've protected him. He's been getting them off a little quicker uh, and a little more hang time, a lot of more fair catches. And he, uh, pretty good punt. So, yeah, definitely the coverage teams have been good. So uh, I've been pleased with that, uh, with his progress during this season. Yeah, absolutely. And again, uh, you know, the defense looked good again. Uh, who was our leading tackler? Leading tackler, believe it or not. I had one of the best games in a while. It was uh, Santos Ramirez with 10. Oh. Uh, of course, I guess that? you don't want the running I guess the running back, because he weren't, wasn't tackling defensive backs, really. They only had eight, eight completions, but running backs were getting to them. And it seems they've been were a little bit aggressive with him too, so he's kind of playing up. And Greenlaw second with nine total tackles, tackles had a sack. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, Sosa again had uh, seven tackles, uh, two sacks, and three and a half tackles for loss, but, and three quarterback hurries on top of that. So I mean, he was in the backfield. That's about you know almost about ten times with, with some success. Yeah, yeah. It seemed like every time I looked up, he was back there, uh, and. Uh, you know, that's one of those things where, you, you know, you watch the game and you're, like, excited because you're getting some pressure on the TV. And I felt like they did a really good job. And that's what we said in the last podcast. You know, you got to get pressure on the QB to be successful uh, in this game. And we did a really good job of getting pressure on the QB. I mean, I thought the defense did an excellent job doing what they were supposed to do. 
the only things that concerned me was uh, short field situations where they couldn't convert, and it was really more on them than it was on us as far as stopping them. And that is something that you know, you know, you don't want to see them get that much yardage. But at least we kept them out of the end zone, and we kept them off of the scoreboard. So I mean, it's hard to gripe about it. But well, at the same time, you got to recognize it. You know. Oh, most definitely. They definitely didn't play a perfect game uh, by any means. And I don't know if it's just a 
you know, if it's just a personality thing or what it is, but he just seems to have a, a deeper connection with his teammates and understand where they're going to be, where to throw the ball to, and how to move the ball down the field in this style of offense. Yeah, it seems like there's something kind of intangible that we're not saying because we don't get to watch it practice on the field, but when he's uh-huh. out there a quarterback, just the whole team, it just looks uh, – just everything runs uh, – a lot smoother, and uh, you tell everybody kind of believes in you know what what stories you know what he's about to do. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like when Peyton Manning went over to uh, the Broncos, and everybody laughed and, and and chuckled about it. And then it was like, what? What the heck? This is a different team now. You know, it's like mm-hmm. one thing, nothing. Just one quarterback came in and and had a command of the offense better than everybody else. Like nothing really changed. It's just. You know, it's it's amazing what the right leader can do for your program. Yeah, I think you, that's the uh, perfect word for it too. It's a, he has command of the offense, mm-hmm. so that'll be good. To, good to get him back this week. Sorry, go ahead. And, and, no, no, I mean, that's what I worry about with Bryant coming in. Is Bryant going to be able to take command of the offense as well as as Kelly has? And is he going to be able to pick right up there, or or not Kelly, but? Uh, Story, Story. Mm-hmm. but will he be able to pick up there, or will, does it make more sense to let Story, you know, go another year and, and just develop another quarterback to come right behind him? It seems to me like Story is a perfect quarterback for this Chad Morris system. Yeah, especially I hope we get some wins this year. Um, I'd like to see him be healthy the rest of the games and. Uh, it's a couple of SEC wins, it wins, even if that doesn't matter, you know, in a bowl game. But, um, yeah, what if, I mean, he's a – next year, when he's a senior, he'll be a fifth-year senior. He's been putting in the time, sitting behind – he was sitting behind the Allen brothers, sitting behind Cole Kelly last year and Austin Allen. And he's finally, like, Arkansas kid, finally gets his, like, dream of, you know, starting quarterback for the Razorbacks. And, like, you know, the team's behind us. And, like, he's been putting in this, you know – didn't complain or anything, you know, and just waited mm-hmm. for his time to come. So, you know, the, the other players believe in him. And next year, I mean. He's just going to be better. He's going to be I, better than he was this year, and he's darn good this year. And I hope, yeah, I hope that Brian Burke, like a story, that there's not some kind of, uh, I don't know, just some tension, you know, especially if things start going south, you know. Some players, you know, Kelly and some, or Kelly Bryant, some players want story, but. You know, and I hate to say it, but I think Cole Kelly needs to go ahead and and transfer. Uh, I think it's the yeah, best for thing for him. I think that, um, you know, because he could probably, you know, come down to Florida Atlantic, you know what I mean, work with a great quarterback coach like that, you know what I mean? You know, mm-hmm. not necessarily that team, but, you know, a team like that, and he could – you know, he could he could really make a difference, make something happen. Heck, if he went somewhere like Ohio University, you know, they're, they're telling what they they might go undefeated. You know what I'm saying? So, I know those are smaller schools or whatnot, but what I'm saying is, is, is he could be the right fit for the for a certain school. Oh, absolutely. Um, especially one of those teams. I'm talking about like a Mac or a, uh, a Mountain West or. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Conference USA or the American, uh, mm-hmm. like Florida Atlantic, then perfect yep. especially in a system where you can just drop back there and he doesn't have to do any options. 
you know, just slow him down, just let him get back there and just. Well, his is going to stop him. Just throw it around. Left the middle every time. I yeah. Mean, he's going to run over everybody. He's going to get five yards every time. I mean, you could just literally run him 95% of the time. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I mean, I, yeah, that's true. I, 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 I've enjoyed when he, because uh, he's gotten some uh, big, like a lot of like third or first down conversions, you know, third down. Uh, oh, yeah. Like a, in a, in a, in a short yardage situation, in a red zone situation, I'm all about bringing Cole Kelly in and letting him, you know, get some reps. Although, I do got to say, he just did not look good when he was in the game, there in this game. It's like, for some reason, it's like he take him and put him back on the 25 and tell him to drive down the field. He can't do it. You put him on the opposite end of the field in the red zone and tell him to punch it in, he can do it every time. Yeah, he gave him a small field to work with, and he just looks more comfortable. Like, he still has confidence in the play that's called instead of, like, you know, wide on the field from the 30 yard, or from your own 30 yard line, just like spread out, just like, uh, I don't know where I'm going to go. It's happened to these, but when he gets, you know, red zone or short yards, where it's kind of in the bunches, like, I, he knows, he knows what's about to come. You can tell he's ready to get it and go. And he's yeah, got an arm on him. He's yeah. got an arm on him. If he was just, like, like shorter passes, just hit the crossing route. Maybe, maybe he's just not seeing it. You know, maybe the speed of the SEC is is just a little too fast for him. So then that makes him a better quarterback in those other divisions, like you were talking about those other conferences where mm-hmm. it's not so fast. You know, and it's and the speed's not blazing, so you have more time to read your receivers and the defense. So I know, I know, I remember whenever I first, you know went into the, the SEC and was working the sidelines, and it was just like that first year, the game was so fast. It took me almost the first year to for my mind to slow it down enough that I could really see everything that was happening. Oh, yeah, it's been good to see. Uh, I like seeing Kelly because it's been in evidence, you know, just uh, – yeah. So, do you want to move forward, or Okay, so hold on just one minute for technical difficulties, and we will be right back with you. Can you hear me? Okay, hey, yes, we're back. So All right. I don't know what happened there. Goodness gracious. Sorry about that, guys. The uh, the uh, 
something happened with the, the, the cell service or something like that. But, hey, when you're on a live hog call podcast, that's how it works sometimes. Sometimes, you know, it's not uh, it's not all fun and games. If you want it to be better, help us out. Go on and uh, subscribe to uh, the uh, my bookie. Go ahead and use promo code HOGCALL. Throw some bets down this weekend. Let us get a little kickback. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. And uh, stop said a good uh, good point, too, because we were just about to get into the, uh, you know, we were done with the Vanderbilt, or Tulsa game, about to get into the Vanderbilt game. So Anyway, we apologize for that. But, like I said, it's a live, uncut, uncensored version of a podcast, and, you know, sometimes whenever you're getting what you're getting a real podcast, you're getting a real live version like this. Sometimes there's just some technical difficulties and there's no way around it. So, um, if we're getting into uh, Tulsa, what do we got to look forward to there, Tim? On Vanderbilt, uh, or Vanderbilt. Sorry, yeah. No, you're all right. Uh, yeah, they're three and four uh, or three and five. They had an SEC win. Uh, just like us, so one of us is walking out of there uh, with it. Um, they give up 23 points a game, give up 24. Uh, their defense has improved from last year, um, mm-hmm. but offenses uh, offenses had about, or, or they've ran about, uh, they've ran the same amount of plays, or they've had 253 rushing attempts, 253 pass attempts. Mm-hmm. They try to be balanced as far as that goes. Um, got a senior quarterback and uh Shermer. Um, now, the one thing, the one thing I do know about Shermer is that he's a beast, and he's on pace to break the record, the passing yard record at Vanderbilt of all all time passing yards. So that's oh, wow. that's a little scary. Oh wow! Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Sorry, I just wanted to throw that out there. Oh no! I didn't know. I was hoping you could still hear me. <laughs> yeah. No, you're good. No, that's good. Yeah, he's had some um, uh, couple good, uh, some good games this year too. He's been pretty solid. Um, you know, 216 yards against Kentucky had Vanderbilt's only touchdown. Uh, Florida he threw two two touchdowns against uh, Georgia. He wasn't very good against, and uh, South Carolina threw a touchdown. Van, or Notre Dame was ranked pretty high. He had 300 something yards and a touchdown. So he's he's a pretty good quarterback. Uh, as a senior, he's been starting for for a while now, so uh, yeah, I forget bring the confidence to win. Yeah, I forget who it was who they said held the record, but I do I do know they said he's on pace to break that, and, and I, that's what he's looking to do. So hopefully, it is not during the Arkansas game. I was about to say I, I apologize. I wish I would have uh, known about that and looked up so we could kind of see and how far he far he is away from it, but. Um, yeah, yeah. So you know, who who knows? I mean, he, uh, you know, he's a he's a he's a good uh, a good QB. That's for sure. So he's some he's somebody to watch, and he can he can swing it down the field. But what about the running back? Did that running back get hurt? What's the uh, what's the ordeal there? Uh, well, their main running back, Keyshawn Vaughn, he was out this last game against Kentucky. Uh, he's their starter. He's got uh, most uh, about seventy-two attempts. Uh, 500 yards uh, with five touchdowns to lead them in all three of those categories, and um, of course he only misses one back for us. Um, but they also they run quite a bit. Um, they've got Weld, 
got a high volume and also quite the game. And they had about 300 yards each, a couple touchdowns. And uh, same with Navon, he could sit out of the, the bowl at 75 yards down against Florida. <laughs> they blew uh, kind of something similar to that kind of awesome lead in the second game this year. Oh, yeah. Uh, in Florida, I think they're winning pretty good. Uh, this past game against they were up. Been um, winning maybe some others, but I kind of like us. So I think Cutler won a hell of a stat. Oh, yeah. So he's on a great, uh, great cut that. Okay. I was just looking at exactly what that was. I don't say not exactly what it was. Anyway, I mean, it's pretty yeah. interesting. Yeah. Yeah, still, I mean, Jake Cutler really good to come back and play three years in the NFL. He gets kind of made fun of now, but, I mean, he did stay in the NFL for, you know, about a decade. So, uh, mm-hmm. But he was really good at Vanderbilt. Uh, no, he, he beat us. They've only played up here twice. Um, uh, one with the, I think, 2010 or 2011, and then uh, that 2004 or five with Cutler. So it's about time we play Vanderbilt again, get a win at Razorback Stadium. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, this is a very winnable game. This is another game that we can definitely win. I mean, the uh, Vanderbilt does not have an SEC win. That's important to note, and we don't have an SEC win. So we're really battling for, you know, for our first SEC win. The biggest thing that worries me is the fact that um, Vanderbilt is on pace to make a bowl game, and we're not. So do they have more incentive to get a win here whenever they're on pace to make that bowl game and we're not? Yeah, and they've probably got some more winnable games than us because they've already played, especially in their division at least, they've already played Georgia, Kentucky, and Florida, the top teams. Um, so they've probably got, we've got LSU road games at Mississippi State and Missouri. So I think, yeah, and they've still got one more game to give. So, but I don't know, until we get our seventh loss, I mean, we should have, should at least uh, BS our way in the belief that we can win out, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I guess it was uh, – just, I just went ahead and looked this up a little bit more. I'm sorry I keep going back to this. So I guess Cutler had 8,697 passing yards with 59 touchdown passes. So I guess, I guess uh, you know, Schumer's is edging in on that is what, is what they're saying here. But it doesn't say exactly what he has right now, which is frustrating. I mean, yeah, you're gonna, if you're paid to write a news article, you would think you would – Put all the facts in, you know. How many Just why is that not important? Show? Why is yeah. that not important? That like, okay, is this talking about Shermer breaking the record or getting close? Absolutely. Why, you know, why oh, would then why? Well, yeah. Oh wow. That's, that's ridiculous. So. Dang it. Well, I was trying to look up a quick ESPN of his stats, and they don't have they have by each, you know each year, but um, they don't have the total amount of yards. But I bet he's getting. Yeah, he's getting close. I was like, man, I'm kind of thinking about it now. I was like, I don't want him to have that motivation because I think they, I think they have a bye week like us next next week too. So they're like, let's put it all out here and and they got to win this game if they're going to a bowl. If they don't win this game, they're probably not making the bowl because that, the rest of their games are are, are pretty tough uh, this year. So you know, this is one of those games they got to win. What does their offensive line look like? All right, uh, left tackle, they got Justin School, uh, senior, Sage Young at left guard, uh, another junior. Uh, they got a center, 
Bruno Reagan, who's a redshirt senior, and you got two sophomores on the right uh, to the right of the center, right guard Cole Clemens and Devin Cochran at right tackle. Okay, so they, they that so the thing about it is they got experience on their line. Yeah, especially that left side kind of protecting Shermer back there. Um, kind of I mean, that's smart to put your you know two seniors and a junior uh, right there, giving them time and keeping them upright. Mm-hmm. And I know they like to run it and pass it. They're a very balanced offense. So do you think their receivers are, like, do they have a receiving crew we need to worry about? Or is this I think average I, if he's a well, great quarterback? Or? Well, no, I, well, I do know uh, their starting guy, Lip, uh, Kalijah Lipscomb. Mm-hmm. And the thing is about the receivers, um, uh, what I've kind of seen from Vanderbilt, and I heard uh, – they really usually like to just play with uh, with two receivers. So they'll usually split out Limpscomb and uh, Bowler and mm-hmm. then uh, Kennison. But most most two of those guys, and they got a, a tight end, we'll get into him. But Lipscomb, he's a a six one fast guy from New Orleans. He's he's had he's got fifty four catches on the year and five hundred eighty eight yards and six touchdowns. So the, he's definitely. That's Shermer's main target, uh, 54 catches on the year when, you know, we've only got our biggest receiver, Petway, has 19. So that is a <laughs> key receiver for him. Um, and the other uh, – and Bowler, uh, 6'3", got a little taller target, 19 catches, 273. And uh, Tennyson, about 100 yards on four catches. So Lipscomb's is their main target. And the next one after that um, – Tied in Jared Feetney, who's a six-four uh, guy, two fifty-five, mm-hmm. so can block and receive. He's got twenty-five catches, about four hundred yards, three touchdowns. So we've had to, um, we've kind of been hurt by the tight ends uh, on teams, and uh, somebody to watch out for too in the uh, in their passing game. Oh, really? Okay, okay. So you know, I think that. You know, that's good news that it's not, you know, there's there's not, uh, like, some crazy, amazing receiving crew or something. That yeah, they're not we're going rotating in and out of just, like, well, dang, this guy's goodness, you know. Like, uh, for example, Ryan Foley is probably on this going, like, man, Foley's been getting this guy, but they got two or three other guys spread it around that can beat mm-hmm. it, too. But it doesn't seem like that. It seems like they're going to run uh, on a two-receiver a tight end or, or two, maybe even a fullback here and there. Um, that's good. I I hate playing some teams that spread it out, you know, because they're always like, they're going to take a bubble screen to the house or something. You know, really frustrating, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, no. They better be going to try to really approach style, really come at you. So it'll be, it'll be good to see. Hope we can stop it. Yeah, and that's my, like, like with the, with the, running back situation they have right now and they're not healthy or even if they do come back healthy they're not really 100 percent you know so i think that gives us some hope that they're going to lean on throwing the ball a little bit more and if we can get back there and, and disrupt the quarterback like we were able to do in a lot of our other games this year then it's going to make it a lot harder for him to zip the ball around the way he has been being a home game Hopefully the stadium's going to be loud. It's going to be another opportunity to get an SEC win. You know, there were 
50,000 fans down at War Memorial, so I mean, we should have at least 60 at this game, right? So. You would think so. It's, it's going to be, it's supposed to be like in like the high 67. Uh, the, the fall colors are in full bloom. You, why wouldn't you want to get out in a nice morning, you know, everybody go get some coffee or whatever mm-hmm. else drinking and get fired up? I'm going to be there. I'm looking. Definitely need to see 60,000. So, look, here's the thing, guys. The fan, the players need some support. And they didn't have any. With all, I have never seen a, a Paul walk that looked as just, just non-supportive of, as I've ever seen in that hog walk for the Tulsa game. Just no support there at all. Like just no fans supporting the team at all. So you need to go. You need to go attend the hog walk. You need to get the team fired up when they walk inside. I remember watching the hog walk, and it was on the Facebook Live, and you can watch them walk in and stuff, you know. And I'm watching the hog walk, and somebody – rights in there where's the enthusiasm from the players and i'm just thinking to myself like your job is to be enthusiastic and get the players fired up that's the fans job like (laughs) what we're supposed to do we're supposed to get the players excited and excited to go play the game for us we're supposed to be the you know we're supposed to be hauling the hogs and and making the hair on the back of their their uh, arms stand up whenever they're walking into the stadium because of the hog walking and the support they're getting. That is the fan's job. That's not yeah. the player's job. I, I can't believe somebody would say that, especially players, because they've got their headphones and uh, trying to put on the, you know, put on a game face, mm-hmm. you know, a little bit before the game. So they're not exactly going to be dancing and stuff right before the game. After the game's where they're going to be, you know, getting, getting uh, self uh you know, hyped up and stuff as far as that goes, celebratory, you know. So they're trying to sort of game face and stuff. It's the fans supposed to be right behind them and, uh, like you said, calling the hogs and yelling, you know, get them, you know, and all that stuff and firing them uh-huh. up. And I think that's a great, uh, what you said, put, get the hair to stand up because it kind of like, if you think back of a, of a good one, really fires you up, man. And, uh, usually oh, yeah. that bad of a crowd, I haven't seen that except for like maybe some bad weather, you know. Yeah, I mean, it was a nice it was morning. Horrible. That's, that's, I mean, the crowd wasn't much better. And I know we were playing a bad team and all that. I know I didn't come into this podcast even enthusiastically, I guess. But you know, if I'm going to the game, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be supportive of the team. You know what I mean? And and you know, if I'm in Fayetteville, I'm going to that game, of course, and, and I'm gonna be supportive of them. And it was just like, it wasn't like the fans wasn't supportive after the game started. It was just like they were indifferent. And I guess it's just because of who they were playing and the wins they had. And I think, honestly, people were afraid we were going to lose that game. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I mean, it was it was not a given we were going to beat Tulsa, even though it should be. That's how it should be, definitely from mm-hmm. here on out. But, yeah, I don't know. It's just a weird atmosphere as far as like once you got in the stadium, once the game started people actually, the student section I've never seen such a horrible um, I mean they started filing a little bit, even for 11 a.m. games I was a student for five years and got to, went to every game it's embarrassing how the, how the uh, enrollments increased with the student section, it's just been terrible no matter what the game is 
it was a chance to see a win. You know what I mean? You're sitting, mm-hmm. you, you get the dollar tickets or, you know, cheap tickets. Like, why wouldn't you? Wouldn't oh, yeah. You go? Just wake up a little early. And oh, no. That, uh, Irish coffee and stuff, you know, and your coffee if you're worried about, you know, tailgating beforehand. And, mm-hmm. But the. No, as a student, you got to be there for that. You, know, you got to show up in, in mass, and you got to, you know, even teams that aren't good due to the section, they're, you know, amazing. So, well, yeah, that should be the a game like some people are like, hey, man, this might be one of the games. So, you know, I don't have to stand in line, you know, for hours and hours against, you know, uh, an SEC opponent or something. You can get in there and get you a good seat. Of like, and they just, I mean, there was like only a couple rows. I mean, Rose picked up about like five minutes before game time and even kicked off. But the rest of the fans that were there um, were pretty good, though. And, and the players always say, like, hey, fans, it really helps. So I don't know why any people wouldn't be like, hey, maybe we'll, we'll help them win, at least give them some kind of, you know, a little bit of extra energy yeah. to be there. And whatever. Oh. I just want to add insult to injury. This is the time we need to be going to the games, especially and showing our support. Yeah, no, I agree. So what what about their defense? I mean, I guess we're kind of all over the place in this podcast. Oh, no, I we're, I think, I think we all always are. <laughs> I, yeah, I guess we are. I just keep thinking these things. i got to get it out now or I won't remember. <laughs> oh, no, for sure. Well, there's so much, too, once you get once you get going. I mean, we got it, when you, especially when you're reviewing a game and, uh, and then previewing one, too, so you're, and you're just really talking about the whole state of the program, especially doing these just, you know, a week. So, got a lot to talk about. So, I don't think anybody minds. I think that's where everybody's heads are. Yeah, we don't we don't get commercial breaks to just like, all right, let's, where are we doing next? We're just we're just rolling, man. Like it's the phone cast. You call me, pick up, and we talk Razorback football. And uh, thank you for the got everybody that's listening. So, yeah, no, I appreciate that. Uh, we've grown again, and uh, sometimes I'm like, like we have these technical difficulties and different things like that. I'm like, wow, it's crazy how many people are listening to the to the podcast, you know, even though, like, our quality wasn't that good when we first started, and, you know, sometimes, you know, and, and we had to get the different, you know, the different microphones and, and get our quality right. And sometimes little things happen here and there mm-hmm. where everything isn't exactly the way we want it to be, and we have no control over that. But at the same time, we still have that support from all of you guys out there listening. And it's just growing and growing. It just shows, you know, how amazing Razorback fans are. And I just want to say, yeah, thank you. You know, thank you guys. Absolutely. And we're trying to be better. We're going to get better. Uh, but we're we're in the middle of a season, so we got to roll with it. We'll, uh, we got to do what we can do, you know. We're, we're doing the best we can with what we got. All right, so what about their defense? All right. Uh, pretty, uh, run a, you know, a basic 4-4. Uh, they're – Defensive line goes like this. Dio had a Yingbo. So it was a, oh, wow. uh, a sophomore. Hey, he's my first, uh, uh, crown. He's, he's got about 15 tackles, one and a half tackles for law. Um, Drew, man, they've got some tough names. Drew Birchmeyer, uh, the nose tackle, another sophomore as the first Dio was too. Um, then you got Dare out of Ying, Yingbo, I guess Dio's brother. Um, he's a senior defensive end, and he got Caleb Pert rounds out the starting uh, four. Um, okay. So when you look kind of their tackles and a lot of sacks and things, it doesn't really – it's kind of spread across the way. Um, 
Kenny Herbert leads in sacks uh, with with three, and he's uh, a linebacker. So, no. Oh. Uh, so the leading three sacks that's like this late in the season. Yeah, they've only that's got thir- they've only got thirteen on the year. So that's oh, wow. one thing. Um, and going back to the Tulsa game real quick, we didn't give up any sacks again. Another positive for the offensive line. They did really good. Uh, so hopefully, they, you know, Storch should have some good time in this game. Um, so then you go to the linebackers. Uh, you got D- Dimitri Moore, who's a freshman. Um, he's got about 50 tackles on the year. Um, no sacks, so he usually doesn't uh, big blister with him. Uh, Jordan Griffin is a senior. Um, he's their main – he's their – He's kind of like our uh, Dre Greenlaw. So he's got 86 tackles on the year. Uh, some breakups, a couple fumble re- recoveries, quarterback hurries, and then uh, Josh Smith. Uh, he's got he gets in the backfield. He's got seven tackles for loss on the year. So linebackers a little better uh, crew than the uh, two of them. Well, actually, uh, yeah, two of them being seniors, and you got more as a freshman. Oh, okay. And then to round out the defense, oh, sorry, Chet. No, go ahead, go ahead. I'm just going to go over the secondary. Uh, you got cornerbacks. You got Donovan Sheffield, who's a senior. Um, he's got a couple breakups. Uh, and then Joe, Joe Juan Williams, uh, mm-hmm. the other cornerback. Um, he's got a couple interceptions on the year, leads them with two. They've only got five on the year. Um, and then the safe, the strong safety, Ladarius Wiley, a senior, and then Frank Coppett uh, at the free safety position. Yeah, so I know Wiley. Uh, well, I don't know him, but I, I saw Wiley in that uh, Vanderbilt, Florida game, and he he was he was showing out a little bit in that game. He, he looked pretty good. So, you know, he's a guy that can turn it on. Pretty Oh yeah, and he's he's second. Uh, he's got 57 tackles, a couple for a loss. So uh, he's a pretty aggressive safety back there. Mm-hmm. Him and Griffin, I would say, are the two two main guys to kind of kind of watch in uh, when we're on offense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think those are going to be your two your two major um, contributors. Uh, so you know, I mean, it looks good. I mean, it really looks like we should be able to give the ball to Boyd and just blast it. You know what I mean? And just hammer these guys and just run it down their throats. And, yeah. You know. Oh, oh sorry, Chad. Uh, no, as I was saying, I'd written down watching this, watching the Kentucky game. Uh, Kentucky uh, won the game, and they only had 18 passing yards. They had 280 yards rushing. Uh, Kentucky's quarterbacks uh, – a lot better runner than his passer. So Vandy knew what was coming, and they still gave up about 300 yards rushing. It's just kind of apply. Just last Saturday's game, just kind of apply what you're saying about Boyd and a couple of the other running backs running over. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, we keep Boyd fresh. we got a good rotation going in, and we'll see. One, I'm sure somebody else is going to tap up in the running back crew and be the leader. If you just never know who's going to be the secondary because they just – you know, sometimes it's Hayden, sometimes it's, you know, somebody else. It's just, they just, it's just the the number two back is all over the place, I feel like, with us. But we know Boyd is the number one back every time. Yeah, and 
uh, hated it too. Whaley, you know, out for the year, he was he was uh, he he was a starter the last two years, but this year kind of fell he fell behind uh, Boyd in the rotation for good reason. Mm-hmm. Um, he was, and then but but Hayden, he's just Hayden's just not as good between the tackles runner as Whaley is. Not as tough. He, uh, they did yeah. look like they got him outside a little bit more. I think kind of had him uh, more successfully running. We talked about that the last podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and then yeah. Malik Williams got uh, got more carries than he has. Uh, I'm trying to get him a third team guy, but we got to keep Boyd healthy. I mean, he can, he's a guy that can go for 150, 200 in this game, but he's got to stay in there more than a quarter or two. Yeah, no, no, he does, he does, and you know, he had a back injury, and then he played with the back injury. He should be healthy this game, honestly. I mean, uh, the the medical staff there, the athletic trainers are amazing. Uh, and uh, I think Matt Trainer's still doing it there. He, he's just awesome. He uses all the advanced techniques. You give him two weeks, and he's going to have a full muscle fix generally. So I expect Boyd to be 100% this game. I don't think he was the last game. I think he was probably playing on 75 to 65%, you know. And they still felt, how about that? I mean, no one 100%. They still gave him 22 carries in the first half unless they believe in him. Which is, mm-hmm. I know we're talking about them being, but I just, you know, just kind of think about it. I was like, man, it's good to have a, like a, a you know, your workhorse. Uh, I mean, he might get 30, 40 carries, you know, in these last couple games. Uh, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, well, the thing is, too, wasn't even, they said, he said he dehydrated against Tulsa while they pulled him out. So I wonder. Dang it! Come on, uh, get hydrated. Maybe he could have came in if it was uh, a little bit closer game. You know, they really needed him. Yeah. But, but he's still what I'm saying. It's not the back, so he should be should be 100. Yep. Did you get a chance to see what my bucky had to say about the uh, spread on this? Yeah, it's kind of been changing through the week. Um, at first, Vanderbilt was uh, earlier in the week, according to my bucky, was about two point, one and a half point favorite. They have mm-hmm. it now as a pick'em game. So oh. Either way. Oh, wow. Okay, okay. So, you know, if you're going to be betting, and we know that you probably are, that's okay. We're not going to tell you why. Go ahead and sign up with MyBookie. Uh, you can use their app. You can you can use the website. Uh, they always pay out when you win, so you don't have to worry about that. Use promo code HOGCALL, and you're going to double up to $1,000, whatever you put in. You put in 50 bucks, they're going to give you 50 That's 100 bucks you got to play with. So, Go ahead and, and go to my bookie and uh, use it. You know, don't use Bravado. Bravado's okay, but my bookie is much better. So use my bookie. Use promo code Hog Call. Support the podcast. Make yourself some money. Oh yeah, especially they just give you that money when you use the promo code too. I mean, but the end you get it back. So that's what it's not like. And they have the over under uh, fifty three and a half. So they're expecting about you know fifty three points scored in this game. You oh, can wow. see that, not just crazy high scoring, but things to be in the 20s, you know, which may be a little bit high for these two teams. Yeah, and something about, I don't know, Vegas is weird, man. They get that, they get that stuff right, the nail on the head with that stuff, you know. They're really good with that. So, you know, I bet that I bet there's something to it. They're, they're expecting high scoring for a reason. Oh, yeah. They probably did see the story was back, uh, Vaughn's back for Vanderbilt. The couple mm-hmm. starters back and yeah, I mean defenses aren't our defense has had you know has some.
some good times, some bad times, so you never know what you're <laughs> going to get. I'd love another shutout or, you know, just a hold the, you know, Oh, yeah, I mean, I don't even need a shutout. Just give me a good defense and let's – let's. solid effort, yeah. If, we get, if, we're, if we're running in the fourth quarter with a lead, keep it. You know? Oh, <laughs> that's yeah. Like, that's not, your job. Don't let them score any more points in the fourth quarter. Let's not know? be ahead a couple touchdowns and then we'll somehow lose it in the fourth quarter because all of a sudden, let's say we're up, you know, we're up 14 nothing against Vanderbilt. Their offense hasn't figured it out. Can't give up. Or if they just give up two touchdowns in the fourth quarter, three to lose it. Can't do that defense. Just keep it no. four quarters. I believe in you. Come on. Yeah, I agree. And here's the thing, too. Remember, we still got a chance for a bowl game. And, yeah, we got to win out to get there. Yeah, that's unlikely that it'll happen. But there's a chance. And then there's a chance you got to be excited about that chance. I mean, every year we come into Arkansas football saying, maybe this is the year we're going to go undefeated. Maybe this year we're going to get a national championship. Or at least I know I do. Every single year, right? And mm-hmm. – there's a chance before you play that first game that this is going to be that magical year. Oh, well, this might be that magical half a year where we just finish off strong and we go to a, we go to a bowl game, you know, and we're over at Liberty Bowl or something. Yeah, like a 6-6 six and six bowl game, something like the Liberty Bowl, Independence Bowl, would feel a lot better winning, you know, winning about five games in a row mm-hmm. instead of like just kind of, Hitting here, hitting there, one here, two there, losses to get a six-six season. I mean, you come out and have a streak, and you're like, "All right, let's take. We're taking some momentum in the, and should be able to uh, beat the opponent we had played in one of those bowl games and go with some momentum into the off season. So there's still That's a chance. Right. So until until we lose our seventh game, might as well have hope for it. I mean, win yeah. here, get a two-game win streak before the bye week, and mm-hmm. uh, hopefully LSU will get their feelings hurt pretty well pretty bad against Alabama that way they're kinda of out of the playoff hopes and maybe they'd be a little down after that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I'm sure Alabama's gonna injure a few people and stuff and they're gonna come into this game you know, limping and trying to shake it off and maybe we can just surprise them and get that upset. I mean coach needs to get some kind of upset for me to feel good about him as our coach. And I've been saying this all year. I don't care I don't care where the upset is, but there needs to be an upset there. I think if you get an upset against LSU, then a win against Missouri is not even really upset at that point. It's just like you know you can go in there and this, beat them. It'd be you know, like, especially you beat LSU. And it's like, well, this is a different team than the first half. This ain't the Arkansas team from that played at Colorado State or against Auburn. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a different football team, and then we start being expecting to win, and that's how we just uh, go up from there. Exactly. And then and let's say we fall short by a game and we, we win five games. I mean, I'll be happy with that, I think. I think I think with – if we, I just want to see some sort of a turnaround here. At the end mm-hmm. of I don't want to beat Vanderbilt and then just lose every other game. You know, I want to see some upsets. I want to see some kind of a turn. Yeah, I mean, that's – I mean, that's three chances to get – I mean, even getting – beat Vanderbilt and four stunts out wins. But I would still be a – more than you had thought, of, you know, a month ago after the North Texas game. So, but uh, even beating Mississippi State on the road. Um, but like I said, five wins would show because the second half of the season is just would be a lot better from that point. And uh, maybe they do keep Boyd's story healthy, defense 
um, keep playing. You know, they're, they're not going to face an offense like Alabama. Nobody's as good as that offense. Just mm-hmm. And Ole Miss was okay, too, I guess. But, uh, so, you know, pick it up. Yeah. I, think the, I think the important message here is if you're feeling down and you're feeling like you don't know where Arkansas is going, if you're feeling like I felt at the beginning of this podcast where you're feeling like the Tulsa win isn't that great of a win, well, there's a chance we can still go to a bowl game. And that's important. And it's important that you're excited about that. It's important that you are like, you got that hope. Because if you have that hope and you, you can pass that on to the players, because they're going to see your attitude, how you're carrying yourself, things you tweet out about. You know, I know people don't think, like, the players look at that stuff, the coaches look at that, but they do. They, they look at that stuff. They, they, you know, they aren't going to read every single thing, but they look at some of it. And if, you know, they decide to go on social media, just take a peek and see what's going on, and there's a couple of supportive, hey, you know, I think, we can make a bowl game if we win out I'm, and I'm trying to support the Hogs. That uplifts their spirits. That makes them feel good and gives them confidence. And that little bit of confidence could be what they need to play a little bit better on the field. Now, maybe that's just being a homer. Maybe that's just a fan's perspective. But this is a fan's podcast for fans by fans. And I just feel like that's, that's the kind of attitude you need to have right now. But Objective now is definitely not a national championship, right? No. The objective now has to be maybe we can get a bowl game, you know. But let's let's see if we can get that bowl game. And if, if we get that loss and we can't, then the objective has to be, all right, who are we going to upset, you know? Oh, exactly. And uh, going off that, it's kind of getting me excited, man. I was already kind of excited about the game Saturday at Vanderbilt, but you're already like, man, a couple days away. I'm excited. I don't know, just talking about Vandy and seeing the seeing the opportunities we have and then the team they have and the team we have and comparing everything side by side has just kind of excited me and it's got me excited and made me realize that we have a real opportunity to win our first SEC game here and that's this just really exciting right now. Oh, yeah. Uh, just kind of combination with Vandy not having a uh, crazy explosive offense. They only average 23 points a game. Um, they do have a good receiver, but we've got pulleys. We don't have like just a lot of, uh, you know, depth in our cornerback position, so we don't, we don't really need them, you know, as much against their receiving core, and I think we can run on them. Um, I'm excited, and I think if, if, if you're around the area and you can go, people, uh, please go to the game. Show them like 60,000. I'm like, I'm not even asking for a 70, 70,000 game. We can get 60,000 for an SEC game for a win. If we're there, if everybody's there, there's no way the players just don't get fired up and come out and whip Vanderbilt, you know. Where's their ass? Yeah, yeah go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm excited. Yeah, me too, man. Me too. And, you know, they're a bunch of smart kids. They're a good school. You know, I like Vanderbilt, to be honest. But, I, I you know, if this win is the difference between them going to a bowl game or not, I'd assume them not go to a bowl game this year. Yeah, and they, they, they still got one more game to lose. Mm-hmm. You know, Vanderbilt does. So they, can afford to, they can afford to give us this one. And, 
Yeah, because they, they played. They played Miss, Ole Miss after this, then Missouri and Tennessee. So, you know, that, there's some winnable games there for sure for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I don't know. I think it's bigger I, for us. I think, yeah, I think I feel like for us, we are in a situation right now where we have almost won some games we should have won. Mm-hmm. Then we've, you know, went for that whole long losing streak with these weird close games, these fourth quarter leads that we let go, just weird stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And then we got our first win, and so now, I don't know, I just feel like this is going to be the confidence booster we need to to move forward a little stronger than than we went into Oh yeah, and Derek Mason's been there a good bit. Their head coach. Um, oh yeah, you know you you know he. So he's, he's not, probably going to be on the hot seat, but the guy's so likable. Everybody likes the guy, and he says all the right things. Does all the and right things. It is things. Vanderbilt, you know. Well, here's the thing: is he's not a great play caller. So if you watch his play calling, sometimes he does some. Uh, he's not great with clock management, and so I do believe that our coach is better with clock management and is a better play caller. So if it comes down to strictly coaching, I think Chad Morris can win it as long as he doesn't do anything silly outside of the football field as far as coaching goes. Because to me, when Morris does something silly generally, it's not like, oh, he he, he didn't handle the, uh, the, the, you know, the two-minute clock well or he didn't call the right plays in the red zone. Or, you know, it's not that. It's like mm-hmm. silly stuff like, oh, why is our second-string quarterback practicing with the third string? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's been more like personnel, you know, yeah. personnel decisions rather than uh, actual games. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I, I, think, I think, like, as far as game calling and stuff goes, I feel like we have a yeah, like more really solid at that. He's really good with it. And I think that he should be able to be better than Derek Mason as far as that goes. Because Derek Mason, he makes mistakes. Uh, his 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 uh, red zone offenses are sometimes weird. The plays he runs down there, and then uh, sometimes whenever the clock gets low, it's timeouts. He takes a strange time, and uh, you know, so. Goodness, yeah, and the, man, I thought he was going to get a fight there with Florida. I thought he oh, was yeah. ball and we're going to go blow for blow when I was watching that game. And I, I think, I think that uh, I think Mason would have whipped him pretty good. I, I think, too. I think he, I, if you put them two in a ring and let them just go blow for blow, I think Mason could knock him plumb out. Oh, I'm taking that all day. <laughs> I'm taking that all day. <laughs> Mason over Mullen. I would have liked to have seen it. Mullen, like, looked like he was like, hollering at him, but he was kind of, like, backing up. Like, yeah. I'm going to, like, get the heck out of here. He's hoping guy. somebody's holding him back, you know. So he could be like, oh, don't, don't hold me back. But he just kept waiting, kind of back into somebody. So maybe they'd wrap their arms around him and be like, I got the coach. Then he'd keep yelling, you know. But. Uh, I agree with that 100%. That's Look, I don't, exactly what I thought while I was watching that. I don't, I don't really have a whole lot against Mullen, but, or before this year, but once you go to Florida, nah, you're a gator, right? Yeah, Sorry. you know, I don't, you know, Mullen is kind of a, he's a weirdo. He, is he came a weird out guy. and said, like, hey, I like, 
the cowbells and stuff, and we should be able to use them in the stadium and cheat and all that. And, yeah, that's not okay to try to cheat to get an advantage using noisemakers and stuff. That's, you know, and so when you got a weird guy like that, and then he started off down there in Florida and went back to mm-hmm. Florida, and just something about these Florida coaches always, they just, no, that's a weird place in general. So maybe it's just something, something any, about it down there, man. Any time you could lose a uh, appendage because you're walking on campus and an animal comes out of the, you know, uh, grassy knoll and attacks you. <laughs> that, that that takes a weird bunch of individuals to like, just even. Be okay with that school. Not once to ever walk across the Fayetteville campus and think, you know what? I might lose my leg today. I don't I'm know that squirrel's going to get you. <laughs> <laughs> Even when you see Tuskies in a nice, you know, age. I remember the first time I went to a coaching uh, clinic in Florida for the University of Florida. And uh, I go on there, and, and I'm coaching, and we're in these dorm rooms they put us up in. I'm taking a little walk out on the campus, and, I, I, and there's a little pond there, and I don't think much about the pond. And I see a little sign. I go over and read the sign. And it's like, warning, alligators are in this pond. Uh, approach at your own risk. And I'm like, are you serious? On campus? Like, by the dorm room? Mm-hmm. There's alligators in the pond? Now, People walking in class. I know it's a Florida school, right? But you go to Miami, they don't have alligators down there just wandering around. You can go to Florida State. There's not alligators wandering around at Florida State. I've been to both of those schools, you know. It's It's the only school I've been to in Florida, even Central Florida. There's no Florida. There's no gators running. It's the only school in Florida I've been to that has wildlife that could rip your leg off running around. Yeah, and it's like, because I got to go down there feeling this first year when we played it down there and go, then I walked by, is that for real? And it's like, even if maybe maybe one of the other Florida schools might have one, like, venture, you know, that went for a long walk, you know, and venture on campus, but not like a little sanctuary that's just asking them to stay there, probably put them in there in the first place. Yeah, no, you know it's, what I mean? not, it's true. And then I like, do research on the alligators, and it's not just that, like, they got a, like, creek that runs through the middle of campus that has alligators in it. they got a couple of different ponds. So it's not like it's just one location. It's like the whole campus is inundated with alligators. So it just takes weird people to do that. I think that's okay. Yeah, I mean, you're taking the, your nickname too far. The gators, you know, just have that. Have a have big owl or whatever they used to call them, the, the mascot one running around there. But just, mm-hmm. whew. Takes a, just a special kind of crazy man to be a, be in Gainesville and involved in that college and uh, you know athletic. Did we pick the game? Did we pick the game? No, man, I'm ready. You got yours? Oh, yeah, man. Whenever, whenever you're ready, man. Let I me say this thing. I heard I heard this and I saw about Derek Mason. You know, you, I mean, sometimes you'll see this, like especially early on. But he really went. He was he was an uh, off. He went from offensive coach. To Back to defensive coach a couple of seasons, back to offensive coach, then a defensive coach, back to offense, back to defense. And then finally, I guess he's coached a little bit more defense, but he's kind of all over the place, man, as far as his, his background. So 
maybe he's just like, I don't know what to do here. I didn't spend enough time because I was from wide receivers to coach to, to uh, uh, linebackers coach one time to DBs coach to the next and went back to running back. So, but I'm, well, yeah. That, no, that's true. And, and and Mason just recently hired another coach to be the defensive coordinator because he used to do that before. So now he's got somebody else doing that. So that's a whole new thing going on. And it hasn't been working out great for him. So, you know, there's an opportunity for us to take care of the, the, to, to take advantage of the subpar coaching that they have at Vanderbilt. Because let's face it, Vanderbilt's not a football school. And they'll do weird things like hire a coach because they like, you know, how he talks and interacts and stuff and just keep him around just because they like the guy. Not even because he's winning or anything. Just, well, we like him. He's, you know, Derek Mason's a cool guy. We like how he, you know, interacts with the fans and stuff. He's doing his best. He's giving it a good a good uh, college try. And that's all we can ask for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I have low expectations. Oh, yeah. You know, it's a it's a it's a school that's about academics, and they're great with that. That's their forte. That's what they're good at. And football is just entertainment to them, and that's okay. You know, that's that's fair. It's, yeah, nothing. I mean, it's I'll give, kind of. I'll give they have much better academics than any other school in the SEC. You know, they 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 have some really smart individuals. Yeah, and they're costive. A year to attend there, I guess. I heard it was like seventy thousand a year, so they're really. Uh, well, people are always called Harvard of the South, so it's good to have that in the SEC. And we kind of, I think, all SEC people are kind of like uh, you're saying Vanderbilt is the nice football coach. So, like they're nice. Well, he, you know, he can stay. We're not going to fire him. It's kind of like, well, Vandy's. I mean, they're not good in football, but they're good in academics, solid in baseball and basketball and other sports. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they're cool to have in there. Yeah, keep them in there. That's how they've just remained, besides being bad in football. Over, yeah. I mean, a lot longer than we've been in the SEC. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. Okay, All so right. what's your uh, what's your prediction? Hey, I've got Arkansas winning twenty-seven to seventeen. Twenty-seven to seventeen. I like it. I like it. All right, so uh, my prediction is twenty-one. 28, Arkansas. I, I think we're going to pull out the win. I think it's going to be a little closer than we want it to be. All right. Well, I'll take a win. I'll just take one. I'll get greedy this year. I'd like to whip them for our first SEC win and just kind of get it all right. We get started, but I'll take any kind of close win. And you know, just I looking think- at past, just looking at like past, uh, you know, and I know you can't do this really no predictor at all, but I still, this is how I kind of came up with it, but looking mm-hmm. at like our past, uh, you know, games, I think Foy's going to come in and have a great first half, and then we may or may not see him in the second half, so we can count on a good, you know, 100, 150 yards from him just really just running the ball on a, a couple touchdowns, you know, I see O'Grady getting a couple, getting a touchdown, I see you know, a couple of our, you know, uh, wide receivers making some, you know, plays and, and uh, Story spreading the ball around a little bit. I see, you know, Story running for, uh, you know, 50, 60 yards. I see Kelly coming in for a touchdown. I see him getting a couple first downs, running the ball for us. 
I see Kelly getting 20, 30 yards that way. So that's kind of how I see it playing out when I'm looking at, like, past games. And then our defense stepping up and carrying over that momentum they had from the last game and and being stoic and getting the stops when they need to get it, but still giving up some some uh, still giving up some some points to them just because it's a better team than Tulsa, obviously. Oh yeah, you know, it's still an SEC school. You know, you got to give them credit. Um, um and kind of real quick, kind of where I got that from. So. Oh no, it makes a lot of sense. You kind of mentioned that, you know, the better offense in Tulsa and the Sherman. I did kind of my rough, rough estimate. He's got about 7,600 yards, career passing yards. So he's mm-hmm. still, I think Cutler, he said maybe had an 8,000 range. So he should, yeah. he shouldn't break against us. I just kind of remembered that, but. Wait. Oh, well, that's good, man. Hopefully we can keep him the two, two yeah. passing yards. Two passing yards. Two passing yards. Two to five passing yards, I think, would be fair for, you know, that way. If you want him to get a fun positive pass, you would hate to see him come out of this like negative seven. No, I want him to have his confidence and go beat uh, Missouri and Tennessee. I was like an old man. Hell, we'll beat Vanderbilt. They can beat everybody else they play this year. for. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. And if yeah. it makes anybody feel any better, the D3 team with Vanderbilt pretty good in hockey. They got uh, the, the four, four to one, so that's a pretty decent score. It's like running it up in hockey. Oh, yeah. Six to two on their second game. So we've already whipped Vanderbilt pretty good in hockey. So, you know, they got it coming. Yeah, why not add football uh, to that? Um, oh, yeah. yeah. The mission in that, I mean, I hate to say it, the D3 got their first loss to Kansas. They got, we got two losses. We were beat five to one and six to two. So we got beat pretty handedly against Kansas, but it's our first loss. And good news about that, we got what, one, two, three, four, five, six more games to go before we're in the playoffs. Hey, and, two, uh, yeah, two no, against Kansas too, two. Well, it says at Kansas. That just mm-hmm. kind of remind when you get payback, that's going to be good something to look forward to, Chet. And they, we play them in Independence, Missouri, so not at Kansas, so it's kind of a neutral game. Sorry, Chad, yeah. I saw that. No, no, no. Revenge on Kansas. That's a good point. That's a good point. So you know, we got that. But then on the upside, you know, if we look at our D one uh, hockey, they've actually started winning. So you got a couple of losses there, and then uh, you got, since we talked last time, I think they had one win. Well, now they have, uh, what, one, two, three, four, four wins under their belt. Um, you know, one of them beating Temple 11-2. to two, That's really putting it on them. Uh, beating Westchester 8-2, putting it on them. Uh, beating Arizona, which is a, you know, big-time school, 3-2, uh, to two, you know, dreadful. Uh, university came in and beat us though, but uh, we're we're playing Alabama. So if for me, like, I would love to just beat the mess out of Alabama in this hockey game. That yeah, I agree. Coming up on the 26th and 27th, but if you're able to, uh, you know, tune in to the to the hockey game and listen to it, we'll see if we can find a link and we'll put it up or. If they got it on you know, streaming, we'll throw that link up or whatnot. But, uh, you know, it's at Alabama. So if you're listening to this and you're in Alabama, uh, you can go and watch uh, University of Alabama, University of Arkansas playing in hockey and 
you know, hopefully we'll we'll beat them pretty good. D1 at that. Yeah, that's a great call. Um, uh, they're playing that game down there. I was kind of like, man, I'm excited because uh, D1's won four out of five. Uh, some, a couple of those were, they got that win, you said, against Arizona. That was at the, in Springdale. The mm-hmm. last couple, uh, they were playing away in Pennsylvania, so took it on the road and probably a good bonding moment. Once, you know, three out of four of in Pennsylvania alone, so, uh-huh. uh, might see a pretty good, um, you know, this probably, I'd say they were about a third through the season, so. Yeah. Um, two thirds yeah. through the season. I'm excited about, I need to, uh, watch it, too. Yeah, and if you're in, uh, if, if you're gonna watch the, uh, Springdale game, which, you know, they, stream those and they stream those to the YouTube channels and so on and so forth. And those games are really good, uh, fun games to watch. Watch them. Whether you go there and watch them, it's like, what, five, ten bucks to go and watch it at yeah. the uh, Jones Center. Or whether you watch the streaming game, um, they got really good, uh, they got really good streaming game. Because they got announcers, whole nine yards. I mean, they got the streaming stuff set up really well whenever they play a game at the Jones Center. So uh, I, I, I would suggest that uh, that you watch watch the hockey game. Oh, absolutely. McKendry University, I guess we're playing. I don't know much about them. So. Oh yeah, but that's wow. That's, that's pretty cool. You got two teams, one playing, and you know, it seems like one. Uh, either D1 or D3, one of them usually playing, uh, mm-hmm. you know, in Arkansas. So that's, that's really cool. Uh, it really is. It really is. You know, so support your, support your Razorback hockey team. I mean, it's, it's the next best thing in football. But, you know, I mean, I know basketball's coming up and I think we're going to do a, uh, during the bye week, I think we're thinking about doing a, uh, basketball, uh, podcast where we kind of dig into the new players and talk about that and then what you're going to see. So we're really looking forward to uh, doing some research on that and bringing you some uh, in-depth basketball coverage during the uh, the bye week. Yeah, it's time to get uh, ramped up with basketball. Uh, football's still got a you know, couple games. That we'll be on bye week, so I uh, can't really preview anybody. Uh, but, yeah, basketball, they just played the red-white game. Uh, this past Friday, they got an exhibition game tomorrow night, Friday against Tusculum. Uh, hope, I doubt it's on TV. Hopefully it's at least it on the radio. If I find it, I'll throw a link up for sure. Um, we'll take a look and see if we can get a yeah, link for all I of I can't it. believe in 2018 they can't just get up one of their cameras and just like don't have to move the camera just to even like a, like the, like the, the noise from the PA. You know, uh, kind of where you can hear that, where you can oh, see yeah, somebody scores, and then like just a zoomed out image of just the whole court. At least the red white game. Hell, I'd take that for this uh, this exhibition game to watch. I would take it for the exhibition games. I take it for the red white games. Here's the thing, University of Arkansas. If anybody's listening from the University of Arkansas, check it out. The Razorback Club hockey team does a better job at getting us their games than the University of Arkansas basketball team, and that's a problem. We should be able to stream that University of Arkansas basketball game on YouTube Live uh, and just kind of watch it, you know. And, and, and why not? Why not have it announced, you know? Is- why not let a student who wants to be a, uh announcer one day, why not let them, you know. I'll do it. Just I'll do it if anybody's working for the U of A. I'll do it. Yeah, absolutely. You so, don't have to you pay know? me anything. 
sacrifice. It's really silly and ridiculous that uh, the club hockey team has better coverage, better um, video than our basketball team. It's it's it's, it's really silly. Well, too this year, and you wanna you wanna uh, garner up support for the team. It's nine, ten new guys that we haven't seen play as a Razorback. Um, and that's my thing. I want to see like it's like you got to see the new team. Really look into the numbers on these guys. Really learn about them because I don't. You know, I, I I love basketball, but I don't keep up with basketball honestly as much as I do with football. And so I'm gonna have to go and learn about these players and really research them out. And I'm sure most of our listeners are the same way. Great news for you guys is we're going to do it, so you don't have to. <laughs> Agree. I'm looking forward to it, too. Uh, a lot of young guys. Uh, let me just kind of throw a couple quick numbers from that red-white game. Uh, yeah. Leading scorer is Isaiah Joe, one of the freshmen. He uh, he hit nine three-pointers in that game. We, oh. we were desperate for a shooter. We lost uh, Macon uh, last year. Our best shooter, uh, the team was, I think, tops in the SEC in three-point percentage last year. So we're trying to find some shooters. But hitting nine out of 14 threes is, I'll take that no matter what. He's like, oh, yeah. Joe's, we'll, nice. we'll get into it. I apologize. But he's like six five, six six, and can shoot the ball. So, And he's only going to get better. If you think about it, like, they, as, as the season moves on, as basketball moves on, the shooting uh, percentage is always gets better. They just get more comfortable, and they just, you know, they just get better. It's just, it's just like any other team, you know. Oh yeah, anything with this team, guys. Um, we're going to talk about this in the uh, preview of the basketball season, but it might, not, it's not going to be the prettiest thing at first. I mean, that's just the amount of new guys is uh, going to be crazy, but um, but we'll just hang in there. I think it'll get better. Um, and like any Mike Anderson team, they always get better the second half of the season. Uh, but another, so Joe had 31 points, led the guys had off a couple assists. Uh, Jalen Harris, we talked about them, kind of mentioned him a couple podcasts ago. He had 16 uh-huh. points, but the main thing is he had 10 assists and four steals. Oh, so sweet. He won't be really needed as a scorer, but having the assists and four steals. Four takeaways, we'll too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I like Aggressive. that. Actually, he was uh, one of three guys that had four steals. Uh, Desi Seals, another freshman, uh, point guard, uh, and then Mason Jones, a Sophomore guard, he had still he had 22 points too. But um, and then Gafford, he went 11 for 16, did what he normally does, 24 points, uh, 12 rebounds. 12 rebounds. Well, that's what I was fixing to say. I was fixing to say who's going to be our big guy down low who's going to be snatching those rebounds. So it sounds like sounds like Gafford's going to fill that in again. Yeah, Gafford in um, the power forward spot. Hopefully. Um, Reggie Chaney, a couple freshmen really got to fill in, and then Adriel Bailey. But uh, Gafford's going to have to be a man on the boards this year. We don't need him to do anything, but he don't have to shoot outside the paint, just dunk the ball and get rebounds. Yeah, we need. Uh, that's we all we need. need for. We need to get the. Re- we need to get up high, snatch the rebounds, fight for them, elbow some people when we get back on the ground, get pass it back out. You know, that's the one thing I felt like it's been missing from this Anderson. You know, basketball team is somebody that just smashes those rebounds. Um, but, you know, I don't know. I'm not looking at it from a total fan's perspective when it comes to Oh, no. He's, yeah, he, he needs a good – he always needs his best teams have been when they've had a power forward that can rebound. When he doesn't have rebounding, uh, not very good. But hopefully 
definitely Gafford at center. Um, and then hopefully some of these young power forwards are talented, though. Can uh, kind of I know Chaney, uh, Reggie Chaney, he's a six eight kind of big bodied guy who uh, hopefully you know goes to the glass a lot. But I agree with you. That's what I I want to see. If nothing else, let's play some. It's kind of weird with the young guys and finding the chemistry. At least play some defense and just get rebounds. Don't don't let them get any offense rebounds. Oh, absolutely. Well, we definitely got some monsters. That's for sure. Uh, yeah, and then uh, Gaffer did in that game have a, a slam off his own. He rebounded his own net for a slam, so. Okay. Oh, man. That's hard and, to see, do. That's, and we can't even watch it because they can't put a camera up in there. I mean, I'd record it on your iPhone. Stream it on Just have it. I would watch it. I would not see that. Come on. I would have somebody just in the athletic department just there, like the corner or something where you can see all both baskets and just do a Facebook Live or whatever, you know, YouTube Live. Yeah. Be better than nothing, even if it's all grainy and funky looking. Just build some support for the team. You know, people will watch it. Not everybody can go to these, you know, for this red light game. So. I'd be okay with it even if it had a bunch of advertisements. Yeah, whatever. But hey, if anybody's listening with Athletic Club, I will do it for free next year. But... Yeah. Just some good tickets, you know, for tickets, of course. Yeah. A couple tickets for everybody. Season tickets. Season six of them. Yeah, I six think. Of them. Yeah. And if there's any ever, if there's any suites that are empty, nobody's using them. Maybe I can use it for the game. Uh, or yeah, the I mean, what, front row seat. That wouldn't hurt anything, you know. Just set us up with some something nice. Maybe a private plane to go pick Chad up. Maybe we're recruiting somebody down there. Maybe you just pick up Chad and he goes to a game. Yeah, I need to a special private plane. You can just use the one that Morris flies around in and just, you know, yeah. go ahead, fling by here, pick me up. I'll grab a recruit from one of the high schools down here, bring them with me and have them come up, show them around. Wow. I mean, it's Florida, so I can just go and, you know, take whoever I want as a high school coach down here. I can bring, some, bring a monster back with me, you know. Oh, wow. Yeah, every team's got one down here. Every team's got a, every team's got like a NFL type player in hospital down here. Oh yeah, well, that sounds like a plan. Hopefully, I get it done. Yeah, yeah. Missing out if you don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Well, do we have anything else to talk about? Basically? Uh, I know. I mean. Uh, we'll, we'll get plenty of that, I think, later on in the spring. I mean, okay, okay. I think I, well, we can bring up uh, Andrew Benatendi for plays for the Red Sox. He, he had four. He went four for four in the first game of the World Series. Had the first RBI. Yeah, that's what it was. Made a, I knew made it was a great catch Made a great catch last night to save, save a couple runs, and the Red Sox won one by two. I can't stand the Red Sox, but I can't help but root for Benatendi. Goodness. Man, you got to raise the rack. You got to root for him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I almost definitely that takes cake over anything else. But he he's had a couple of games, like a couple of run saving uh plays in the ALCS World Series that would have, you know, made the game tied or the other team winning, so good to see. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I guess we need to talk about something that's not uh sports related because we always do that and uh you know, I just want to say that, you know, we've had this situation with the bombs 
that have been sent out to the uh, different members of the Democratic Party. And, you know, as much as, you know, I don't disagree, I disagree with certain politics and so on and so forth, I do got to say, you know, I do agree with, with what Trump said. It's totally uh, irrehensible and that somebody is going to get strung up by the your balls for this and, and uh, we're I don't know who, who did it but we're when they get caught it's not going to be good and it's just crazy that somebody would do that that somebody would be like you know well I think that that's the only way to fix our society and our ills in America right now is to blow up people who are in a political party that you're not a part of and try to end their life. And it's just not who we are. That's not how we operate as Americans, and it's not how we're supposed to be. Uh, you know, we're not always – our side's not always going to win. And you, you, can't, you can't be like that. Uh, you, can't, you can't be that person that is, uh, is uh, so distraught about it that you feel like you have to do something that crazy to try to influence the election or to try to take out the other side or the leaders on the other side because uh, that's not normal. And anybody that's thinking that way, you're not a true American, you know? Oh, absolutely. You said it best, Chad. I mean, uh, no matter what, what, what your politics are, it ain't, it ain't bad enough where you should want to, uh, kill anybody, especially men putting, uh, other people's lives in danger you'd have no beef with, like the mail carrier. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And they're just, you know, yeah. people like, what the, I mean, there's just no way you can have that much hate, hate in your blood. And like, you know, I throw around the word crazy a lot, you know, even talking to on the sports side of the podcast, but that mm-hmm. whoever did that is absolutely nuts. Should he's going to get it when he's called or or she, you know, whoever. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So uh, you know. Anyway, I guess we'll end with that. I hate hate to end with something like that, but I think the best thing we can do as Americans is for right now, everybody go out, exercise your right to vote, and respect everybody's uh, opinions. I agree, and that's, that was another thing. If you weren't going to bring that up, that was another nod. Uh, no matter who you vote for, guys, um, I'm about to go early vote tomorrow. I'm looking forward to doing that. And, uh, hope everybody else is too. Cause, uh, that's what we got to do. Hope everybody's listening. It's definitely uh, going to vote. Absolutely. So uh, I guess on that, I would like to say go Hogs, beat Vanderbilt. Woo! Let's go home with Vanderbilt.